Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast, This is K-Pop. I am now recording for you from quite like a self-made studio. I'm literally in one of the rooms at university with a microphone connected to my laptop. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's very difficult to be able to book uh, the recording studio, the hub. Um, I think so many people just want to use it that, yeah, it's pretty like you need to be sign up in advance like a week in advance or something in order to get like a time slot that's available and also works for you um so yeah it's been pretty difficult um to get there and once i got there yeah something got wrong so yeah you know it's been it's been pretty difficult um so i i know that there will be some difference in the sound like in the quality and just just in general, you probably will hear the difference, but I don't think it will affect the the the, the listening experience uh, that much. I hope. So yeah, we have to work with what we have, right? Also, I have to be honest; it's been quite some time since I recorded the first episode. Uh, yeah, I just figured out that it is pretty difficult to actually get yourself together um, and record because. I know that I said it's like, yeah, you know, you have so many people around you and they just say, just do it. And you have this encouragement and this support and it's so nice. But then you also get overwhelmed with it because you're very happy that you have this support from those people. But on the other hand, you kind of want to live up to the expectations of others. And then, you know, you're just thinking about, oh my God, like, do I have enough material? Am I gonna record this good enough? And so on. So it's also, of course, and of course, like, life is busy all the time. Something is happening or you don't, you just don't have motivation to do so. Yeah, I figured, like, it is pretty difficult to get yourself to to start doing things. I think it's like with everything. It's very difficult at the beginning to just start it. But once you do it, once you have the start, it's just flowing kind of. So I have the same experience with recording. Um, I just need like <laughs> a week to get myself to actually, from the idea to actually, you know, the execution. I have like a week um, of just thinking about it and like, oh, am I, am I, do I have enough material? Like, is it good enough? Um, but once you start it, it's fun and it's just flowing. But yeah, the beginnings are very difficult. But here we are in the self-made studio. And today I thought that I'm going to record an episode about... Well, it's kind of like a like a guide maybe for people who, are, who may not be that familiar with K-pop, with the industry. Because I know that I have... Like, there are people that are not very invested in the whole topic, but would like to listen to my podcast in order to maybe find out more, even though obviously it's not like they will start uh, being K-pop stands <laughs> or anything. But it's just also, I think, for the future episodes, um, it will be a nice guide because... I will probably use some like words that people may not be familiar with or just like concepts. So in this episode, I will probably just try to kind of explain how the industry works, like the most important and the most common things that may be useful to know before diving deeper into some uh, topics from the industry. So that's what it's going to be about today. Okay, so let's try to start from like the very basics, from the very beginning. So we have K-pop groups, right? Um, they're usually boy groups and girl groups. Like the industry is pretty divided by gender. So there are like not a lot of groups that are mixed. I think the most popular band that can be recognized from being like mixed is CART. They have two... Um, boys and two girls in the group but besides that on the top of my mind I cannot like I cannot find any other group it's usually boys groups or girls groups yeah the industry is pretty divided by 
also like award shows, for example, um, there are usually categories for girls group for girl groups and categories for boy groups for solo singers groups. So it's all divided usually. Um, and in those groups, um, we have idols. So it's very not, it's not really common to say just a singer or just a performer, because usually the people who are in those K-pop groups, there are just like so much more than just like one thing. So it's very uncommon for someone in the in the group to be just a good vocalist or just a good dancer because those people are preparing for their debut for being in this industry for being in the band or just yeah just being a performer for years or well not re not always years um sometimes it's just like the matter of a few months but usually people are training for a few years before they make it to their group or just in the in like to debut in the industry and in those years of trainings um they learn how to sing how to dance how to perform how to rap but also being an idol in the k-pop industry also means you have a lot of other roles as in, you can take up acting, you can take up modeling. Um, those are, I would say, two of the most common ones, let's say, because, yeah, as, as you are a K-pop idol, you have your debut in the group, a lot of other doors opens as well. So yeah, a lot of idols go and take some roles as actors, actresses, um, models where, well, Usually modeling is just a part of it all because of course like photo shoots for for albums and just for magazines but some of them take it to kind of like another level and take part in fashion shows. Those are also mostly connected with their own interests. If someone from the idol group, some idol is also interested in the fashion industry, they most likely just try to get into the industry as well um, with modeling and going to different fashion shows so the industry yeah it's like pretty diverse and pretty broad because it's not just about singing dancing um, yeah it connects with a lot of different things and that's why we call them idols and also of course because um, you take they are people who you look up to mostly. Um, they are your inspiration or, yeah, of, of course, like since the, the K-pop industry focuses a lot, of course, on getting a lot of fans very invested in the group. So what the industry tries to invest you with or like the entertainment companies try to get you with is like, not just casual listening to the group, but also being, but, but just being very invested with the group, like in, like being interested in their daily life or yeah, just like, of course, consuming literally whatever they produce and whatever they give you. So with the industry, within the industry, it works like this. There's a group. Um, they have their debut, they have their, well, they either debut with an album or with this EP or a single. So they have their debut. And then with this debut, of course, it's like their introduction to the industry that people need to get to know them. Although it's also pretty common nowadays to kind of introduce the band before they have their debuts, so people are also very like curious about what are they gonna be, what kind of music will they make. So now, kind of the the industry, the comp the entertainment companies, um, try to get the people's attention sometime before the group actually make their debut. So people are already familiar with the members and. Yeah, are just looking forward. So they already have some kind of target group. They kind of already have some group of people that will be there from the very beginning of when the 
band actually makes it to performances and just you know in the industry and also the entertainment companies i didn't really mention that um so entertainment companies are just the companies that basically get those idols those people um to make the band or just to make them um the artists so the system basically works like this um there are auditions for people in the entertainment companies so they cast people from literally from the street to try their their luck basically um there are just auditions that are carried out and they just look for young talents basically sometimes people just audition themselves so they actually send um uh, how do you call it like, like not a request but like they send their will to to audition and sometimes um those are well i'm not sure if that's very common now i think it's it's mostly in the past but there are like those people from the companies that would literally just go on the street and look for people and like ask them hey like are you interested in trying to be an idol you know so literally just they could just <laughs> there are there are like a lot of funny stories well funny sometimes they're like when you actually think about it, it's kind of creepy but for example you know someone being literally chased by someone from the entertainment company be like hey hey do you want to be an idol or and like those people be like why are you following me you know some so from the top of my head right now this situation was basically how Sehun from EXO got casted he was literally just the the companies have those like scouts those people who are just kind of looking for people to audition to get them to audition to their for the company um and literally one of those scouts from SM Entertainment which is basically one of the biggest entertainment industries from from K-pop uh just saw him on the street or like wherever he was eating something and he started chasing him literally because Sehun was running away from the guy from this person and then they were chasing each other like the person was chasing him um and then eventually they started talking and Sehun was like okay I guess I will try you know like he was not that scared anymore but when you think about it it's a little questionable I as I said I'm not sure if uh, if it's still happening if it's actually if those industry uh, in those if those companies actually still do that and yeah it's also pretty common for people to audition for a specific entertainment company because they know an idol that they're looking up to which is from the company um so they just audition because they really want to be like this person this person that they're looking up to so that's basically how it works and then they audition um and they're in this training period um before they can actually make it to their debut so as i mentioned before it's usually a matter of a few years before the company selects them and create a band because i don't usually it's not that common to just debut as a solo singer it's usually mostly that the entertainment companies create those boys bands or girl bands um and from there when you achieve certain popularity i would say then uh, and it also it really depends on the entertainment company then they give you a chance to actually make your solo debut and like just perform as a soloist as well but or like after your band is bands and then naturally some of them picked more of a actor or actress career some just disappear some go solo so that's basically kind of how it works uh and the training period is basically preparing them for the idol life because i feel like it's very di- it's very different from how the western industry works when it comes to like um music music industry i don't well there's nothing i don't think there's anything like a training period in the western society 
right? I yeah, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Um, because yeah, like basically here, at like in the West, it looks like usually people get um, recognized because of some kind of talent shows uh, or like from m- m- now mainly also social media, of course. Like I don't know, I guess TikTok or like Instagram stuff like that. Uh, and they just eventually get more popular, but uh, but for the K-pop industry and for those idols, it's literally they sacrifice their whole life. Well, okay, whole life. Okay, that's that's a lot to say, maybe. But a very big part of their life to the to their career in the sense that usually you start very young um, for the training. So people who are like still in middle school, or high school. Uh, so around, I would say, 14, 15, sometimes younger. And they already start this training period. They do school and this in the same time. When they sign the contract, it's basically they sign a contract as in the company, take care of them, uh, give them training, offer like the classes and all this stuff. And then they don't pay anything for that. Uh, and you kind of need to pay it off after you debut. So for a certain period of time after you debut, you actually, I'm not sure exactly, but I don't think you get really, you, you don't really get paid because you kind of, the, the money you make from the performances, from the album and stuff, uh, from the sales, it first need to pay off the debt that you have, that you created when you were a trainee. Because when you're a trainee and you're training in there, obviously you invest time in like being in the classes and they offer those classes and it's not for free. Uh, Also, if you live uh, at the company or like they have those dorms and stuff, um, you also don't really pay for it. They pay it for you, but then you have to pay it back um, from the money that you make after you have your debut. So that's how it works. and they make sure to train you before you debut because it's a tough life and because it's not just being a singer and like going to a studio to record um, music when you have the inspiration to, you know, like the comp- the entertainment companies have so many people that work there. They're like songwriters, music producers, uh, probably also music video editors, um, directors, um, you know, all those trainers, choreographers, uh, vocal, vocal, well, how do you call that? Vocal trainers, yeah, I guess. So all these different types of people, of course, that, are work, that work in the company and like help with the whole process of guiding the whole band for their, yeah, for their albums, for their performances. And it's just such a tough life because they they train basically well i don't know like before they come back probably like 15 hours per day literally like they just train the whole day and then they just get some sleep they come back again to train because they need to learn choreography it's um yeah those the performances are not just singing performances but whenever they have a comeback and the comeback is literally just when a group comes back with a new music with new music with an album or a single or EP they always have a choreography to perform the title song from the whatever they release um, and usually also they have a b-side track that comes with so the group usually has two performances per comeback depending obviously on how many songs do they release but that's the I would say the usual amount that they always have a title track that has music video and then they have a b-side that usually just have a has a choreography and they perform it and they perform it at the music shows they have several music shows it's not airing every day but they have like on like they have more than seven different music shows but um i'm not following it that much right now so i don't know how it works exactly but Almost every day there is a different music show that's airing and basically the whole show is just bands performing their recent songs from their comeback. Um, the promotion time t- 
takes up to, I think, three weeks. So the band has their comeback, they have the music video, the title track and the B-side track with choreographies. And they just perform those songs for literally almost three weeks straight with the, like for those music shows. And at the end of every music show, there's kind of like this charts of like how the songs perform and like how much sales of the album and like all this kind of stuff. Uh, there are like usually votings for specific music shows, so people need to vote for their favorite song. And at the end of every music show, there is an award for a band who, well, has the highest score. And for those scores, there are usually a lot of different, there are a lot of different components as in views gained from like, well, since the, since the music show is every week, like it's, it's on a specific day of the week, it's usually, I think, gathered like weekly. So the views gathered for the, for the past week. And then also, um, well, so there are music video views, there are album sales, um, number of times broadcasted on a specific um, channel, social media charts, uh, digital music charts. So it's kind of like all of those different things combined in the score. And then a certain group wins at the end of the show. And then um, the fans kind of, well, not only fans, but like it's kind of a thing to count. So like if someone if there is a comeback of a group and then they gain the award, is it's kind of a big deal. Well, like it's almost it's always like celebrated and you know. So for example, there is a, it's counted like okay, how many wins did this song get? Um, and once the group actually gains their first win with like like ever basically, because it's not that easy. Um, in those programs, there are so many groups. Um, the industry is so broad and there are so many groups that usually I think uh, the average amount of groups performing in one music show is like 20 I think like 20 groups or like just artists usually um, are in the music shows but not all of them are kind of qualified to get to like the charts so not all the groups can be qualified to even compete for the award at the end. So it is a pretty big deal when the group kind of get the win because, because yeah, then it, it, you can see because so many components are um, create the, the score and at the end, basically the award. Then it's a pretty big deal and everyone is of course happy that they got the win. Uh, and there are usually multiple wins. Like once you get the first win, then usually uh, you get, yeah, you get a few from the same comeback. But of course, it's not a, a a rule. It depends. Also, it depends because because the industry is so broad and there are so many groups and artists and everything right now. They, it's every day, almost every day there is a something new. Like there is a new music release from a group. And of course, it's mostly like more niche. Oh, I can say also a, a, a vocabulary now, a, a one word that can be useful. Uh, it's a it's a, a phrase, nugu group. So nugu in Korean means who. So a nugu group basically means a group that is like very niche, still not very known by a lot of people. So those groups, of course, don't have that much recognition yet. And the chances like they can win an award in the music show is like very small. So there are most of the groups. I mean, OK, like, yeah, I think most of the industry basically is like those groups that are very not seen because the market is so big, like the it's just impossible for everyone to have the equal popularity and like you know there are just so many different factors that affects the group's popularity that yeah you can you just can't possibly give the same attention to like all of them um it's basically a competition but that's just the same as 
in Western media and Western markets. So, of course, that's just how it works. So most of those new music releases, I would say, are from the smaller groups that are that just don't really have big chances of being of winning, for example, like awards uh, in those music shows. And so when there's a week, for example, where the promotions from those bigger groups basically are over and those Nugu groups are more can be more seen in those music shows, they have a bigger chance of winning because um, the competition is just different because every week there's a different comeback, there's the different groups compete. So it's very like, you can't really compare it as in, for example, when there's a one comeback and then they gain, for example, they have five wins with this song, you know, amazing. And then the other time they only have one or they don't have any because for example, this with this comeback at the same time there was another group that was more that's more popular so it doesn't really it's not just about oh is this good is this song actually that good because it's also very objective you know of course like everyone has a different music taste because okay also k-pop is like it's such a broad term because the music that is under this term it's actually so broad, like so it, it can be in such a different direction. So some of the songs are more like, I would say, like pop, actually pop music. Some other are a little bit more rock. Some other are a little bit like techno, maybe even. There are just so many different K-pop, like there's, there's just so many different genres of music that actually go under the term of K-pop because it's basically a K-pop. It's now a term that determine, determines... Is that how you say this word? I don't know. Um, just the whole Korean music industry. You, you And like a, a, a culture underneath that, with that. So it's not just that it's a Korean pop music. It's literally just a term to gather all of those groups and all of this the whole this all of those things that go with the industry but it's not really just pop music it's so different and that's why i also think that since it's so diverse basically okay not everyone of course but just so many people could actually find something that they like because there's just so much in there uh that is a collection of different genres that i really think a lot of people would actually like it if they if they can just find something for themselves. But it's pretty difficult because, well, there's just so many <laughs> of groups and of possible genres that they could like. So I drifted from what I was saying a lot. But okay, so we have the those music shows that they perform when they had their when they have their debut, they have their um, comebacks. And with those comebacks, there are also a lot of different variety shows that that they take part in. So the promotion period uh, usually takes around three weeks, as I mentioned. And in those weeks, there are like several activities that the band take part in, like carries out. So not only the... So not only the showcases, the performances in those music shows, but also taking part in the variety shows. Um, there are like certain, uh, f- like a few that are like the most popular. They have like quite popular hosts or yeah, there's just usually v- like a lot of different types of those shows. And then the bands uh, record episodes with them in order to get their music promoted, their comeback promoted. And in those shows, they just usually talk about their music, their comeback, um, of course, to promote it. And it's kind of combined with a lot of fun activities, um, depending on the show. So there's just a lot of things happening, especially when they when they have their, their comebacks. And there's just so much content. Also, a lot of groups have their own like shows, for example, on YouTube, usually on YouTube. 
uh, with some episodes and it's usually also just um, during the promotion time. So let's give an example. Um, there's a, this band called TXT. It's um, a band that had their debut three years ago now in 2019. And it's the first um, boy band, a first group to debut in the same company as BTS. So when BTS basically just started in 2013, I believe, their company was actually very small, like it wasn't very known or anything. And the BTS was the first group that have like they had. And that back then it was big hit entertainment. Now it's, it's, uh, it's the, the label change is hype and it has just so many different I don't even know, I'm not very much in the topic of hype, so I'm not sure how it works, but they also have like their label in Japan, I think. And since BTS basically gained so much popularity and they gained so much money for the company, of course they could, like now it's possible for the company to grow more and more and more. So they bought just a lot of different <laughs> other things that are now like kind of connected to the company. I'm not sure how it works, but but back to the topic, TXT. Um, so after the, the BTS de- had their debut in 2013, then basically six years passed and then TXT was supposed to make their debut. Um, there was a like, controversy because, of course, since BTS were the, the only group in the company and then TXT were, was supposed to like follow, it was kind of like, you know... Um, comparing them, of course, to their seniors and kind of being also, but a lot of people also just try to like their music just because of the company of BTS. So it was like very mixed um, reactions and very mixed opinions, but okay, but that's the group, TXT. Um, So TXT, for example, when they have their comeback, they have this their own kind of variety show on YouTube, which is called To Do. And I think now it's like over 70 episodes, but basically they only release the episodes when there is a promotion period. Well, now actually no, because I think a new episode was literally a week ago and now they don't have anything, like they don't have a comeback or anything. But usually it's only during promotion time. Um, And in this variety show, um, basically every episode has a different theme they have the whole of course production team with them the crew and they kind of make the script they make the they make the whole concept for the episodes but it's just like usually around 30 minutes episode just of them having fun or like doing very different activities for example like once i guess they were like kind of like paintball it's not really paintball but i think like laser guns i'm not sure how it's called but yeah you know just like those games and they have kind of missions to carry out like during the whole game um or they 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 visit places for example like um they also i think yeah they also had this episode i think of them being in a cafe they basically booked the whole cafe um for them and they were like just supposed to learn some barista stuff you know so basically, they also, I think, usually ask the group, like, what would they like to do? And of course, if it's too, uh, like, they, they dream too big, as in going abroad, like, on vacation somewhere, of course, it's not always maybe taken into account. But usually the production team um, tries to take their ideas into consideration and into mind, like, how can they actually make it happen? Uh, and that's just, yeah, that's that's one of the examples, but usually that's how it works. They have just different activities, they just do very different stuff. And it's basically just a content for fans to watch and to consume, basically. Because fans feel this connection and they feel like they get to know the band more. And it's just kind of like, I also feel like it's kind of the process of maybe growing up <laughs> from this because when I was kind of joining the the whole K-pop fandom, pop culture, whatever, 
I also felt kind of like I really need to keep up with all the content that is created. And there's just so much, as I mentioned, like I probably don't didn't even mention everything because it's just like, oh yeah, okay, music shows, some variety shows, but it's really like the schedules of those groups are very packed for, for like for the period of of the promotion, it's very like they don't have any free time basically for like a month or two because of no like mostly two three months i think because before the comeback they also need to train a lot for the comeback and also record the music and all the stuff uh, also record the music videos yeah so it's probably like i didn't really even mention all of this but it's just very just like a lot of content created and then if you are very invested in a certain group you just feel like you need to keep up with all of this and I feel like I also saw it somewhere I think on social media that a part of growing up is kind of just taking it easy and you don't really like you grow out of the feeling that you really have to keep up with everything that uh, that they produce for a certain group Um, and sometimes it's, it's it just kind of goes to just casual listening sometimes it's just kind of casual listening but still um just kind of like if something catches your eye then you decide okay yeah I'm gonna watch it right and not like literally spending your whole life and spending your whole free time just trying to catch up with all the content but I also I don't judge people for doing that I think like I also had the same when I was younger and I got into the whole thing that I was like very much trying to watch literally every show that there is. Also for me, it was catching up with with some groups because uh, when I started getting into K-pop, the groups that I was like very invested in was usually like EXO, GOT7. Those two groups were like very present in my life when I started studying, when I started being a K-pop star. And I remember I literally found a website with like EXO, EXO variety shows with English subtitles. And I was trying, my goal was to watch all of it, literally, because when I got into K-pop, it was four years after EXO had their debut. So throughout those four years, there was a, there was a lot of content created for me to catch up, you know what I mean? So kind of, I felt this need of like, oh my God, like I got into this group and I really want to get to know them. So I would just watch literally every single thing there is possible, <laughs> you know, to, to to get to know them, to catch up. So I think it's kind of how it is um, created for people to feel this need of getting to know them, getting to know those idols and getting to just consume the whole content. And as I said, I think with time, it kind of just fades and you start to prioritize things differently and it just it just changes over time. But and it's okay. And if you just kind of grow out of the this phase of, you know, trying to be very invested in their lives and then you kind of just start being more casual stan. Yeah, it's just a part of the process, I think. And there's nothing wrong with both. There's nothing wrong with spending your free time trying to catch up with something. Like, if that's what gives you joy and if if that's what gives you the positive energy, that's fine. You know, as long as you don't hurt anyone with this and it's just like purely for yourself, it's okay. And also, I think what comes to like being interested in the k-pop industry is that it connects a lot with different types of activities that you can get interested in for example when i got into k-pop i started being more interested in dancing and i joined a dance group and i was dancing for four years before covid hit so it also brought me a new hobby you know it's not because i also would consider being interested in k-pop and korean culture a hobby because it's just so much things connected with it that is it's basically like it takes so much time you know because it's not only like when you get into k-pop 
and you get so much interested in the culture it's also you know learning about the culture learning about the language learning the language a lot of people start to yeah being interested in dancing and they start dancing or singing or as me exactly basically what brought me the idea to get the podcast and maybe being more interested in the radio industry like you know having radio shows or a podcast or just kind of like this production side of things also my study that I'm doing right now leisure and events management um, I basically joined the studies with the intention to organize concerts and festivals and well concert was uh, concerts and festivals obviously were my like a part of my life before I got interested in K-pop but I think after I joined and like I started studying a lot of K-pop groups and being more interested in the whole industry I also got more interested in the production side of the entertainment industry as in organizing concerts and festivals but also the production of um, shows and radio shows and interviews and stuff like that so it just brings a lot of different perspectives and a lot of new insights I think in this kind of set setup so yeah it's a lot of things that can help you with that that it can it can lead you also in life somehow I was also uh, I was also kind of dreaming of being a manager of of um of some kind of artist not I'm not saying that a k-pop artist but like just in general because I love music but I'm not <laughs> I'm not a good person to be on the side of producing the music like I can't sing I can't rap I can't perform basically I would say um so I'm not a good example of like being on this side of the music of the music industry but that would brings me to the other side to like the production um side of it so that's also kind of like it it led me into this point where I am right now and I cannot even imagine like my life how different would it look if I if I didn't search K-pop on this YouTube bar like well how six years ago now and I feel like there's just a lot of people that can relate to this um, that did brought them so much more insights in so many different aspects in life so yeah I really think it's it's really great that that's how it turned out for me and for yeah just a lot of people I guess I have drifted away from what I was saying again I feel like I'm getting carried away a lot with what I'm with when I'm talking about this but when you're in the flow you're just like you know um, but what I also wanted to mention, what is kind of like um, different and very interesting for the K-pop industry is storylines. So for a lot of K-pop groups, there is a basically like a plot, as in a movie, when they when a group basically takes this role and it's di- this different character. Um, and usually it's just kind of led through music videos that are connected and the storyline just keeps evolving with music videos, um, which is very interesting. And I don't think, of course, um, for some music videos, um, there are just like deeper meaning, you know, or like it just kind of por- portrays the meaning of the song well. but here in this case in k-pop industry i feel like it's just on another level as in it's not always kind of connected maybe to the music or not that it's not connected to the music but it's just so much deeper so like the visual representation is just on another level um as in as i said having those storylines so the best examples that i can think of um are TXT again and 80s which is um, also uh, a group that they had their debut 2000, in 2018 I'm also like a very big fan of them and I am not that invested in the storylines and in all the stuff but there are literally there are people who are like writing those theories or like 
ex trying to explain the storyline as best as they can and it's just so much fun and so interesting because basically with every comeback if the comeback is part of the storyline basically there's just so many people usually on twitter or but like just on different social medias of course that are writing this whole essay you know about what does it mean like how is this connected to this story like what happened and stuff like that so for like as i said for example 80s since their debut they have uh, a song their debut song is pirate king and basically the whole storyline starts from it so from the very beginning um and they have this two dimensions kind of where in one dimension they're just like their usual yeah they're just themselves and in the other one there's a halatis which is connected to the to one of their songs hala hala and those are the black pirates that are just those bad guys and you know like they're trying to fight each other and stuff and but they have this hourglass and whenever they turn the hourglass they can like travel in time and stuff it's just so complex it's such a complex storyline that i am it's very difficult to even keep up but if you would try to google it like with 80 storyline of like any other group that has stuff like this there are like websites dedicated to explain the whole storyline, how it connects and how it continues and stuff like that. Or just like in on Twitter, like there are just a lot of people try to explain it or try to. Oh, and of course, it's not like it's not directly said. It's it, I don't think it's ever like, for example, a group trying to explain it. It's usually very much up to your own interpretation but there are a lot of fans that try to kind of have this narrative and put it in like that it makes kind of sense you know so it's very it's just so much fun but i could never be this these people who are like very invested and trying to figure out like i don't know i don't have a brain for that <laughs> i'm not in the right mind to actually see like the double meaning of things, you know, like I'm not this type of person, I think. So it's not for me. And also that's why I guess I'm not as invested in those storylines that I'm not that much. Like whenever I see a new comeback with a new music video and I know that it is kind of connected to a storyline, I'm always like very impressed and it's like very nice to see. But as I said, I would just try to Google it or just try to look for someone else to explain it to me rather than me taking time and invest my time and trying to actually figure out like how is it connected and why and like whatever so yeah and also another example i guess um exo well exo i think they lost their storyline and their concept kind of on the way but the uh, the basic idea since their debut was that they have this planet they have exoplanet and they're basically people well i don't know if you can call it people or like whatever that they come from this planet and they have these different powers <laughs> and it was so funny because they had their debut in 2012 so you know that's also you can see from the music video that is like very well of course you can see that it was made 10 years ago you know like this the, the special effects were not as good of course so it's also funny kind of to look to look at it now but yeah they had like each member had like this his own power and stuff and that was the concept i was i don't really i cannot really tell you how the storyline like was evolving or like whatever but that's kind of like the beginning you know like of of this having this storyline and this concept for a specific group but as i said i feel like they kind of dropped it on the way because then later on the music videos and like just the music they were making was kind of fading away from the whole concept. So along the way it got lost, kind of. Then they tried to kind of um, get it back a little bit, um, I, I would say, but it didn't really turn out good. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
so yeah it's just like some of the groups have this kind of concept with a storyline and they're like very much invested in it as i said 80s and txt are like the best examples i can think of and some had a storyline with which was dropped as exo or some don't have it and they they just casually they have their own style and they have this yeah they have just their own style and like kind of music that they make but but it's not as deep with the visual representation with music videos and stuff like that but that's also fine and but yeah I, i just thought that it's interesting to say that it is also a part of the of some groups how well thought through that is and that is just some another level things you know that wow and after all this talking um i only have one more thing to mention which didn't really um turn out in the conversation in the my in my dialogue before uh, was that k-pop groups also are kind of divided by generations so we have as i mentioned before there's a kind of like a gender um separation kind of in in the groups of course um but i wanted to say also about the generations that as we have as is like very like very obvious that we have you know millennials and gen z for example there are like generations within the industry it's just kind of like this division because you can just see kind of the difference between generations is just the same as in of course there are just like specific characteristics for each generation um so that's also how it is with the within the industry so the first generation started from like the very beginning from the 90s till um the beginning of 2000s there i don't think there would be like a specific years it's kind of like very it's kind of blurred you know it's also with generations like if you are born you know just like at the end of a specific generation and the beginning on the other and you kind of have both of those characteristics or like you just you just choose kind of which with which one you identify more based on just how you feel it's kind of the same like i wouldn't say there are specific time frames as in year by year because it can be blurred but there is this kind of division let's say that the first generation was from the very beginning from the 90s till the beginning of 2000s then the second generation was from around the beginning of 2000s like 2003 to 2012 then from 2012 we have the third generation which i think now is the most controversial when it was actually the end um from what i saw and from what i can personally also say i would say that it was um it it was basically done by 2017 so to, from 2018 there was the fourth generation which is till now till today so um the first group that i would say is fourth generation is the boys which they de- they had their debut at the late 2017 so they would be the first one to debut as fourth generation group because i would not consider them third generation no 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 at all and i also had this conversation with my friend like with mariam um some time ago because as i was in like getting into k-pop in 2016 and i started studying like a lot of group oh i didn't really explain what stunning means do you is this like a common thing that everyone knows how it is or is it just like very k-pop related thing okay i google it and it is in a normal like urban dictionary i don't know if it was a, a very common phrase for you know like being a fan of someone or but yeah okay but we know i guess what it means so before i started being into k-pop i and i was stunning like a lot of groups that they that had their debuts like before of course like when i started 2016 i was very much into groups that were like debuting in 2012 13 14 15 but i also started stunning nct which had their debut at in the same time while i was getting into the industry into the in the culture pop culture yes so i was very much in my head that everyone that 
had their debut like after I was in like I was after I got in the into K-pop was fourth generation. So for like for some reason in my head NCT was fourth generation. And then Mariam was like, what are you talking about? How the hell <laughs> NCT can be fourth generation? Like they had their debut in 2016. There's no way. But in my head, the division is just so like, I can't even tell you exactly like what is the characteristic, for example, of third generation that I just don't, like I just didn't associate NCT with this, with third generation. But for some reason, I would say that they're just, because they're still like very um, popular right now and they're like very... I don't know, they have this very fresh um, music, like they're just so different. And I think it's kind of, that's why I was like very confused in my head of like how to kind of identify them as in generations. But after I was talking with, with Mariam, I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. Like there's no way they're fourth generation, but I also wouldn't classify them as third generation because I feel like for example, when I look at BTS or EXO and their third generation and now and then I think of NCT, I would not associate them as in the same category for some reason. I cannot really explain it. I don't know. Um, so I would say they're like thir- three and a half. And I was always making fun of those like, why would you make this halves? Like, is, is, is it third generation or is it fourth generation? Just like make up your mind, you know? But as I said, I think it's just blurred. The line is blurred and you can't really sell because how do you even identify it? It's just basically based on your feeling. So it's very objective, subjective. Wait, I always mix those two like words. But I meant subjective. Yes, this is very subjective because it's like kind of based on your feeling like of course it's not that you will say oh based on my feeling like bts are first generation of course not of course it's not how it works but as i said it's kind of like we know how generation generations work just in general as with millennials or gen z so it's the same it's just the same so yeah i will probably also kind of classify like maybe bands in the future as in or i would say like this type of phrases so just a little explanation about that um and there was one more thing that i wanted to mention and this these are the positions that there are like different positions in the group so it's of course like a group the whole group is just a collection of individuals and every one of them is better than other in a different aspect, I would say. So of course there are like vocalists, more, some of them are like rappers and some of them are like main dancers. So they're like those different positions in a group, which usually is a leader of the group, a main singer, main vocalist, main dancer and a visual. So a visual, that's, uh, I would say, interest, an interesting addition because a visual is basically a person who is picked that seems like they take, like, they grab, they grab attention from others because of how they look. Um, and that's, that would usually be a person who just fits the most in the Korean beauty standards. Um I don't really know also how is that how is this determined because I'm not I don't know if it's like selected by someone from the company like before by the CEO or like someone else but uh, you have this they have this website Kpop profiles which basically have the whole industry in there like if you type any other any group or any person from the Kpop industry it will be there and it's gonna be a whole profile like what's their name. Um, the date of birth and the place of birth, just like any kind of information that is, that are like facts about this person that is just well known, you know, that they mentioned somewhere in the interview or something. Um, and those also on these profiles, you will also see position in the group. And yeah, they always have this like 
division they have like the main dancers or like the lead also there's a difference in main dancer and the lead dancer i will not tell you what's the difference because i have no idea but there is a difference i guess since there are like two different types but i don't think people pay that much attention to this like of course there is a, if there is a leader of the group it's usually the oldest from the group but it's also not the a rule because sometimes it's a selection i think it's also it also changes with time because i think with the older groups they would always choose the oldest person in the group to be the leader because that also connects connects a lot with how the how like with the culture of south korea because the hierarchy in like depending on the age is also a big thing there you use different language to people who are older than you so it's also kind of common when someone when you meet someone for the first time to ask about your age so you know how to address the other person like who is younger and who is older and who or are the same age so you can speak casually like this so that's why it also i think connects with this how the leader is selected within a k-pop group it's usually the eldest person but as i said right now i think as i see more and more groups especially for from the fourth generation it's very like up to the leadership skills and also to the group itself of how do they feel about these people and who do they trust the most to make their leader and who do they think would make the best out of this role so I think like this concept of of being the eldest person and giving this person the title of being a leader is slowly fading out and it's not as common anymore. It's more based on their skills uh, and the type of person they are. So um, yeah, so that's the leader. And then as I mentioned, they have you have like vocalists and dancers. All of them basically are vocalists, dancers and rappers. But as I said, it's more more like who is the most good at these things. So there will be just different roles that people that idols have in groups. Um, but for me personally, I don't really pay attention to it because it is, of course, like when you start like being invested in a group and you just know a lot of information about them, it's natural that you know who is who has the most skills in which kind of field and which position. Um, but I don't associate people based on their official, let's say, position in a group. And of course, like, also I feel like it's just kind of like, like people like to drag those idols down with, like based on this information as well, kind of like using this information of the positions. For example, if there is a fight on Twitter and uh, there's a certain fandom, for example, that wants to drag down other group of yeah, just other K-pop idols, they often use the information about the positions to drag them down in the sense that, for example, this one group had a, like, a, like a worse performance, like a worse day, they didn't perform as well, like whatever. And then people come up and they're like, oh, uh, they're supposed to be the main vocalist or like whatever, and they um, didn't hit this high note or like whatever, you know? Like it's a stupid example. Like I can't really tell you the exact example of like a specific person with a specific moment, but just in just so you you know more or less like how it is that people just like to use this information against others, also with visuals like... I don't know, I, for me it's kind of stupid to have this visual position because it's like a specific like, oh, okay, so, but as I said, it's not, it's a common knowledge that it's not, you, you're not picking up the best looking member, it's just kind of uh, someone who is uh, fitting the most in the, in the Korean beauty standard, so it's kind of like, you know, so it is kind of the prettiest in their point of view, but it's based on those standards so you know so yeah i don't really like this in this sense that i don't like to pick someone to be a visual of the group but 
it is meant to be like you know you're the face of the group because you are you are someone who grabs the attention the most it's kind of like in the western media also you have like in in bands you usually have this one person that would be like the center kind of you know of the group because they they take the most attention from people it's kind of similar i would say but i think um in the k-pop industry within the fandoms within the k-pop stance it's very blurred and like people don't really take it that much into account from what i see because you pick the you usually pick someone from the group who just grabs your attention the most based on the feeling that you have like that you know how they behave like what kind of person they present themselves to be and then you just decide oh yeah you know like this is my type of person and i really like this person and yeah that's also what we call bias right you're biasing someone from a group that's like you're picking the your favorite person from the group so yeah it's like based on your own taste and like whatever so i think it's very like blurred from uh, from people it's just kind of stated those positions are stated um officially kind of but i don't think it affects in any way the group as in people just don't pay attention to it that much because obviously if for example, Weyong from 80s is a main, like a performer, like a dancer of the group. Um, and then he has this solo performance of being an artist of the month from this one studio tune. It's like a it's like a YouTube um, channel and they have this really professional studio uh, where people where, where the groups have the comeback. They usually are invited to the studio to film the performance of the main uh, song the title song with those cool cameras and lighting and like all the stuff and they also carry this artist of the month kind of um series let's say that they pick a person from the k-pop industry to be their artist of the month and then they have their solo performance to like any other song that they just create choreography for a specific song and then they perform and weong was one of those artists of the month like last year in June 2021 um and yeah well since he is the performer and the dancer like it's it's just you know like it's kind of obvious that he can have this chance I don't know if that makes any sense for you but that's how 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 I would describe it in this sense so yeah I think those are like the most essential things that I wanted to mention in this episode um, maybe there will be like a guide part two or something where when I think about like something else that is essential for for people who to know before maybe like diving deeper into this or something, then I would just record another episode. But I think those are like the most essential things that I came up with till now to mention. And it's also kind of like mentioning it kind of briefly, just explaining it on the surface, but it's not getting deeper into it because it may just be confusing i don't know but yeah i'll stay in touch with um all of you uh on instagram at this is kpop hub um because yeah i would just also like to know what kind of content would you like to hear and if there's anything that i would uh, you would like me to explain more deeper so yeah i think i will just stay in touch and and uh, yeah you will hear me in the next one thank you